All right. Welcome to episode 23, side one of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This is a very special rock and metal vacation edition for you here, meaning that this was recorded about two weeks ago before I went on vacation. So this week, my friend Mark returned so he and I could discuss the Ozzy Osbourne album, Diary of a Madman. This week, you will hear side one. I'm sad to say, though, that there are some controversial statements made again. So if you shared last week's show, you will be thanked soon. Recording this early means I have no idea who shared it as of today. Too bad I don't have access to Paul Diano's time-traveling machine. Hmm. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can do so by email at ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter. That's where I'm at most of the time. Or if you like Facebook, you can go there as well. All right. Let the madness begin. This week, I've got Mr. Suicide Solution, a.k.a. my friend Mark, back with me this week to talk about Diary of a Madman. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, Me and Mark talked about the first Aussie solo album with Randy Rhodes, Blizzard of Oz. We talked about that a few episodes back, and because we we delved pretty deep into our introductions to Ozzy and, and, and a lot like Mark kind of gave a history of how he got into it and kind of his background and things. He's a guitar player. And um, so I'm not going to get into all that. We're going to get straight into the album and um, at least, you know, per se. So, okay. I'm going to read a little bit of uh, notes on the album. Okay. Uh, it was released. Diary of a Madman was released November 7th, 1981. The lineup on the album shows Ozzy on vocals, Randy Rhodes on lead and rhythm guitar, Rudy Sarzo on bass, and Tommy Aldridge on drums. But that's not fully true. (laughs) Ozzy and Randy are both on the album, obviously. But this album actually had Bob Daisley on bass and Lee Kerslake on drums. Same as on Blizzard of Oz. The only musical difference is on keyboards instead of Don Airy, there's a guy named Johnny Cook who was uncredited on the album. So... That was all, that's all, uh, that's no news to you, right, Mark? You no, know not that? at all. Yeah. I'm an okay. expert in all these things. Good, good. Because <laughs> I'll be asking you some questions probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. I want to start off. Um, I've mentioned to you before that I wanted to read the Rolling Stone review. I, I don't, 
I think in in the rock metal community, I don't think Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stone magazine is real highly respected. Their opinion isn't. So it's always interesting to read what they say. So I'm going to read their review. It's about about three paragraphs. So it says, here we go. Yeah, good. Okay. It says, Ozzy Osbourne may be content to cultivate his image as Rock's village idiot, <laughs> but when it comes to heavy metal, he's no dolt. Adult. <laughs> he realizes, for example, that a massive sound isn't enough. The physics of hard rock makes velocity the coefficient of mass in determining a band's impact. Impact. Man, that's wordy, isn't it? <laughs> Golly. Wow. Let's Let me read that. Just some physics references in here while we're doing the music review. Yeah. I know. Listen to this. I'm going to read that line again. The physics of hard rock makes velocity the coefficient of mass in determining a band's <laughs> impact. Golly. Okay. I'll keep going. And the formula that Osborne's worked out for Diary of a Madman assures optimum use of both. As you would expect, the songs here are. Now, this is this is kind of annoying to me. Maybe you'll agree with it. I don't know, but don't tell me if you do. As you <laughs> as you would expect, the songs here are little more than riffs with a vocal line pasted on top. They're let's see, they're barely original yet perfectly serviceable, thanks to Osborne's X Factor guitarist Randy Rhodes, a flashy powerhouse performer. Rhodes is a junior league Eddie Van Halen, bustling oh. with ch- yeah, I know. <laughs> Bustling with chops, but somewhat short on imagination. Wow. That's just, okay. Anyway, I'm just yeah. going to hold my opinion for now. Yeah, yeah. Rhodes' limitations never get in the way. Let me repeat that line. Rhodes' limitations never get in the way. <laughs> yes, yes. Because they keep his playing as thuddingly direct as the rest of the groups. And in the long run, that's what makes this record satisfying. Since heavy metal music is so rigidly formulated, the trick is to maintain the conventions without being straight-jacketed by them. It's a trick that Osborne's madmen know by heart. If only Ozzy Osborne knew enough to keep his lyrics off the inner sleeve. It's one thing to call an album Diary of a Madman, quite another to reprint the pages. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's... Um... Okay, and, the only, and I'm going to read one more thing. Before we before we start hitting on the songs, um, last time I read a little bit of what former Guns N' Roses guitarist Bumblefoot said, and I took another little quote from that interview that he did um, because I just you know I thought it'd be it's someone that was there again while these albums were fresh and that was into it. So um, this is what he says. He says here Randy built on what he started with Blizzard. It's like he made up a brand new color or something, as if he were one of the world's first painters mixing two primary colors together and creating something nobody's ever seen before or heard in this case. And that <laughs> that's like totally contrast to uh, what yes, that is. to the Rolling idiot Stones interview. Yeah, from Rolling exactly. Stone, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he, said, okay, he continues here. When you think about it, what he did shouldn't work. The contrast should oppose each other, but Randy did it with such skill and imagination that he created a style that everybody is still copying, myself included. Exactly. Yes. Man, that's that's, that's more that's, like that's, it. That's the guitarist who understands his genius. 
That's yes. The Bumblefoot knows, just like me. We understand the genius of Randy. The guy that yeah. wrote the Rolling Stone interview, or sorry, the 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 assessment of, of yeah. the album, it has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> he's he's the village idiot. <laughs> yes, he's the village idiot, no doubt about it. Okay, quickly, um, do you remember the first time you heard Diary of a Madman at all? Or is it just kind of lumped in with everything else or what? What do you mean when I first heard the album or the songs off of it? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you heard the album, you heard the songs off of it. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, I, I didn't listen to, to the totality of the album until like two or three years ago. But I heard what? different. Yes, exactly. I, what? I listened to. Oh, my God. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, it is. I listened to the um, crazy all the all the all the songs right. I'd heard most of the songs on the radio and other through other mechanisms. Um, wow, you know I don't. No, I'm sorry. The uh, Over the Mountain I heard quite a bit. Flying High Again, uh, you know all the standard hits the I listened to for a trivia. while. And I started listening to Blizzard sometime before that, and then later on I got introduced to Diary. And so then I just started. Okay, yeah. I want to hear this whole album because I was curious of what Randy had done. But the thing is. It was one of those pleasant surprises when you hear the hits off the album versus what's actually on it with the other mm-hmm. songs. But you find yeah. out there's there's songs that are better than what you heard on the radio. It's right, one of those right. great things that happens when you realize that the radio play of this album does not even begin to justify its genius. And yeah, so it was one yeah. of those things that I realized with this album. And I should have been listening to it much earlier. So you're... Your rebuke of me makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> when you said when you said that, I said crazy, and then I was going to say, but that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I'll tell you uh, real quickly for me. You know, I talked. I, I have vivid recollection of hearing Blizzard of Oz back when I you know, talked about the story about Stand by Me and everything. But I don't really have a recollection of when I first heard this album. It's, it, it it just really seems. It's so ingrained in me that I've been hearing it for so long. I just, I don't remember exactly. I, it was probably around the same time that I heard Blizzard of Oz as well. I probably got it from Columbia House. So um, I, I probably still owe them a few albums to purchase. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, you still owe them. To yeah, this day. To, to this day. day. Okay, well. bursting your door. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The cops will be busting down. Yeah, yeah Exactly. And then I'll just tell them that they need to wear masks and then they'll leave. <laughs> yeah, then, then, yeah, you completely get out of it then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, do you want to take over the mountain? We're going to start. Do you want to take over the mountain first or do you want me to take over the mountain first? Uh, I'll let you go first. Okay, okay. I, I don't well, want, I don't want what I say have to color what you're going to say, so go ahead. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll definitely let you know when you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's no issue there with that on the Steve. No issue at all. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I said over the mountain. Obviously, it starts with a the killer that that killer that killer drum roll, yes. Lee Lee Kerslake. And uh, if I if I don't mention it enough on this album throughout what we say, Lee Kerslake kills it on drums on this album. He he plays very. Um, this is obviously a little more outlandish. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's kind of a showboating kind of thing to start it off, but it's awesome. It's not, and I don't think he's showboating. I think it's just what he did, but he, he plays perfectly on this album. I think he always does. He seems to play what's needed for the song. Kind of like what we talked about, Randy. He, he's not trying to go ballistic and, and say, look, look how fast I can do this. Look how many times I can, you know, whatever he, he, Oh, I love his playing on this album. But anyway, um, you know, and then the riff comes in and it's a good, heavy, quick paced riff. Uh, and Ozzy comes in with the vocals. He sounds awesome. Um, 
I, I really like the way the, the verses sound. The verses are great. Uh, when it gets to the uh, part um, where he says, I heard them tell me that this land of dreams was now. I guess it's like a little bridge. Oh, man, that part. He, that sounds killer, too. Uh, let's see. It, I think this is a great start to this to his next solo album. I mean, if you, if I'm thinking about it and you're you're thinking of an artist that their first album comes out and their second album comes out, there's. There may be some that equal it, but I can't imagine anyone having a better one-two punch of I don't know as your opener on the first album and Over the Mountain on the next one. I mean, those are both abs. I mean, you turn on those, you're a rock and roll fan, and you're you're immediately drawn in. Those things are. Uh, uh, let's see here. The guitar solo on on this song is really cool. You know the way it starts; it kind of starts out a little. He plays the notes a little slower. He's like, "Don't no no dun 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 dun." Uh, man, that I, I love. I like the way that it kind of. Uh, I, I just like his tone. His tone's really awesome. You know, I'm not a guitar. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, no doubt about that. But uh, man, I like his tone a lot. Um, let's see here. I think that's about what I'll say about it. I I, I love this song. <laughs> I'll give this song a ten. Dang, don't really. Wow. Okay. You just better be prepared because, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to give it a spinal tap 11. <laughs> My gosh. Wow. I love okay. this song. You I love, love this song. song, and it's not the best song on the album, but it doesn't make it any less of a great song. So, okay. what do you think, Mark? <laughs> Mr. Suicide Solution, Mr. Mark, you're, 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 this is your full name Mark No Bone Movies Suicide Solution. <laughs> Might as well make my middle name that, man. Go <laughs> yeah. I'm going to change yeah. my birth certificate now. Uh, okay, Steve. Well, you asked for oh, it. No. I'm going to give it to oh, you. You're no. not going to like it. Um, oh, my God. Okay, so this is my assessment of this song. I've okay. been listening to this song for a long time, by the way. So it's Go not ahead. like I'm coming at this John, Johnny uh, lately on, on this whole thing. But, okay, this is my assessment. It's a great intro with a solid 80s pedal tone lick opener. The drums are awesome. Okay kicking this off. Uh, I really like the lick that Randy plays before the bridge and all the, the basic riff and the whole thing. And he has a very unconventional solo that seems to work really well in the context of the song. It just really is awesome. Um, okay, so the basic layout of the song and the whole thing is, works really well for me. Instrumentally, I love it. Okay. However... <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Here, here it comes. <laughs> I'm somewhat mystified by the song as the album opener. Since I think there are much more substantial songs that could have filled this role in the album. album. Okay. It, it didn't hit me very strong as an opener for the album. I think the opener for Blizzard is better. And I don't think the song really stacks up as well with, with that. With, with the, I don't know. I think Ardenal is a much better song. Um, okay. So this seems like more of a standard locker, somewhat akin to. <coughs> Um, don't you dare say it. <laughs> no, don't you dare. If you say no bone movies, I'm hanging up. <laughs> okay. God, leave, here, here it comes. I'll leave that here. one out. I'll leave that if that's one what, out. No, if that's what you're going to say, go ahead and say it. You know, got to have a little, you know, comedic timing in here a little bit too, you know, but I, God, oh my, oh my gosh. It's going to be somewhat akin to, I'll just call it NBM. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting. And, uh, so this is how you're or, starting out. Oh my gosh! Oh yes, my NBM gosh! NBM or Steal Away the Night from the previous album. It's, uh, it's along those lines. Okay, 
it's it's not really groundbreaking. It's more of your standard rock, straight ahead, old '80s pedal tone rocker. That's not bad. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It, it mm-hmm. just it, it strikes me as more of in in that vein of being somewhat like those other songs. Don't get me wrong. There are some good moments with the bridge. I love the bridge. What he does there, and the non-fade ending that I think are really cool. The drumming is fantastic. The rest of it's you know bass and all that done very well with a very great production. I love it as far as that's concerned. All these you lyrics, know, all these lyrics on this song are okay and they're passive. Yeah, but they're yeah, not. They're, they're not really that great. They're not great, but they don't have. You know, th- to me, it doesn't need that. It, I mean, it probably it's, doesn't. It's, but I, I still, I'm, I'm looking at the context of the whole song and how it fits together. I think Randy's playing and all the stuff that he does with the, the bridge and the, the pedal tone lick and all of that is great. But Ozzy's lyrics are eh. They're somewhere in the middle for me. Um, what do you think? I just thought about this. What do you think about the ending of the solo? You know how it the music all just stops and he's going. He kind of doing that all that. Oh stuff no, I love he, that part. That, golly, yeah. At the end of the solo, and then he, he also does a weird tapping lick in the middle. All of that stuff what? is just it's great, and I love the. And then the. You know what I mean? Where he does yeah. that right before that. That's really cool. I love that. Oh yeah, I I left that out though that that because you know I, I used to never know what that was saying that little right. thing but it's yeah. like and then someone told me it's Ozzy I was like oh really well there you go <laughs> I didn't know that so, for a long time I didn't but. know that either actually, actually, it's kind of funny you point that out because I did not know that but uh, I love that part I think uh, innovation wise it's a good song but I don't think it's up there in the level of other songs in the album. So I was a little bit disappointed in how it started out. Um, I, I like it better. More, I, I think this is more of a mid-level song. I would have pushed it probably another three or four tracks in. Well, let me ask you this. What, just without going into the details of another song, what, what do you think would have been a better opener? Oh or what would gosh, you what, would have been, what, uh, what, what do you think would have been the best opener for the album? What do you think would have been, this is, should have been the opener? I think probably if I had to choose one in, Again, I'm going to get to more into detail about why I believe this, but mm-hmm. the I think a much better opener probably would have been Sato, um, or even Flying High again. I think that was a little bit of a better song. But okay. um, although I have and Believer would also be a great one to open this album, but this song, eh, not so much. That's well, because um, I think those other songs are much better than this song, but I'll get to that later. But as far as an opener for an album, I, I don't. It would not have been my choice. Um, I think it's. I, I'll say the reason I think it's such a good opener is because it's that you got that that uh, that killer drum that killer oh, yeah, drum yeah. thing that comes yeah. in yeah. and then and then the song is a good driving I mean rocker. Oh no 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 doubt. Like I to me, mo- most of what brings the song down is Ozzy's lyrics. That's really yeah. my big thing with it because um, the lyrics don't it doesn't flow quite as well as other songs in the album. Okay uh, okay. From a lyrical point of view, so I'm going to give will- this. I'm giving this. Oh God! <laughs> Here it comes! Here it comes! I'm giving this one a six out of ten. Mark. <laughs> oh gosh! Um, so we're already starting on the right foot, man. <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. Uh, now, are you okay? You okay, Steve? You okay? I'm about. I'm gonna tell you're you something. Some you're, I'm, t- I'm about to. T- <laughs> yeah, get me up off the floor. <laughs> I'm about to tell you something that you're not gonna like. Are you ready to hear this? Go ahead. I like this song better than Crazy Train. <laughs> now, now you're committing sacrilege. Now you're committing sacrilege, my friend. Oh, That's man. just wrong. Okay, I'm going to oh, have those God. guys burst in your door at three o'clock in the morning and drag exactly. you away for exactly. saying something like that. 
because you don't know how much hate you're going to get. All the hate should go to you. You hear me, audience? Oh, come All the on, hate man. should go to you. I'm just saying for that one. Come on. I'm not saying, but see, I'm not saying Crazy Train's a bad song, though. No, no. I, I, I even, I said it, so like, it's probably a, I think I probably said it was a 10 or an 11, but, but uh, I just. You still think Over the Mountain's a better song than Crazy Train? I didn't say it. I think it's a better song. I like it better. You like it better. Okay. I like it better. I mean, I would, and and like I said, when I said on the last episode, part of it is the fact that you know, Crazy Train is 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 his rock and roll all night. You know, it's it's been play. You you yeah, know, if you yeah, hear yeah. if you hear an Aussie song on classic rock, it's going to be Crazy Train. Oh yeah, no doubt. No you're doubt. not going to hear. I don't know. You're not going to hear Mr. Crowley. You're not going to hear. No, you're going to uh, hear Crazy. That that's the one. Okay, there there is yeah, there is the one there is one other one and uh and it's the next song on the album here that you're about to start telling us about. So tell us about tell me and the rest of the people that hate you (laughs) what you think of flying high again. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Oh man, I don't know if you're gonna like this one, Steve, but uh, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so flying high again. This one's a weird one for me. Uh I like the opener. Since the intro seems more like a throwback to me, like uh, like old school rock. So what I'm thinking yeah. of is something like Freeze All Right Now. I don't know if you know that song. Okay. It's, it's an old yeah. It's an oldie from uh, before. Yeah, yeah. Back in, uh, what was it, um, the other band I used to listen a lot. But um, it's very different from the other songs in the catalog for Ozzy. So it's not like your typical pedal tone lick that you would expect from an 80s guy. It's, it's more of a tom, tom, tom. It's, it's a riff, very riffy. And I yeah. like that. But um, I'm not sure I'm quite as uh, as much of a fan of it as, as I possibly could. There's little doubt that the lyrics are talking about, since the mystery is pretty much solved on tribute. <laughs> talking about drugs, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not a fan of that, but I still enjoy the song on its own merits. Sure. But I'm not really blown away by the instrumentation from Randy and the other guys. It just seems to step back on the a little bit. Um, and I'm not, you know, it's it's more of a simplistic rocker, and that's okay. Um, yeah, I think the riff is okay. It's 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 not great, but it's it's good. Um, yeah, I like it, but it's not it's not something that really grabs me like something like a Crazy Train or some of the other songs. Sado is much better. I think. Uh, even so, okay. So this is the that's the sort of the bad news. Now let me give you the other side of the story, as they say. <laughs> the rest uh, of the story. The rest of the story. Okay, so, however, the song is saved from this by this magnificent, absolutely beautiful, gorgeous solo that is just yeah. so well done. That uh-huh. is one of the best that Randy has ever done. Not the best, but one of the best up there. It's just uh, when I used to play in uh, back in uh, in Dallas, uh, we would do this song live and I always yeah. just absolutely treasured when I could reproduce Randy's solo on the song. It was just so beautiful. Uh, it's a fabulous piece of work. Starting with the blues lick and then the descending and ascending line to the end, ending tapping, it's just awesome. It saves the song and it makes it a classic. Okay, Ozzy's lyrics and riff of the song, meh, solo massively great. So yes. I see it as sort of being this weird mix of, of the actual song itself being kind of a so-so kind of rocker, kind of riffage, kind of like what you would hear typically back from the 70s with a magnificent solo that just really puts it over the top for me. Um, okay. 
Ozzy's lyrics is pretty good. Uh, I, I don't really have a big issue with that. I think it fits pretty well with the, with the song. Not his best, but uh, it certainly really is good. So I would probably give this one 7.5. Okay. 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 Um, well, that's sort of I'll my d- view. So okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start off uh, saying this. This is the worst song on this album. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. It's, okay. I'm gonna read you my notes. I got some notes here. Um, okay, go for it. I said it's never. It's never. It's a. It's songs. This song is considered a classic. Yeah. And I think part of that is because it was on tribute. Okay. Yeah. It's never been a favorite, obviously. Um, and then I said, let me see here. The guitar sounds great in this song. You know, the riff is is a basic. It's, it's pretty basic. I mean, hey, I've never wrote a riff that good, so you know, I can't play guitar like that. But mm-hmm. uh, it's you know, it's for 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 what it's worth. I don't really care for that. I said Ozzy's vocals sound great. The bass sounds great in the song. The drums sounds great too. What's there not to like? I said. Uh, don't, I said, I said, what's there not to like? Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you had to put that in, didn't you? I had to put that in there. Yeah. I, I said, this is a great song, but it's not a favorite of mine. I said, Randy's solo is great. And while, while I'm sitting here, while you're telling me about the solo, I'm sitting here trying to picture it in my mind for some, for some reason, all I can think of is the, uh, Oh wait, yeah, I'm thinking of it in my head right now. Dun 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 dun. Well, no, yeah, it's a good solo. It's a really yeah, good solo. It's a massively good solo. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is a bad song, even though I'm saying it's the worst song on the album. Maybe I should say it like this: This is my least favorite song on the album. It's because it's, okay. it's not a bad song. I mean, right. um, I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, okay, like a band, like say, uh, if you listen to Alice in Chains. And you know, I don't have, I don't know if you ever listen to them or much, but you know, they oh, yeah, if you oh, listen yeah. to the the album Dirt, there's a lot of like super strong drug references on there. Mm-hmm. In the you know, of and course. it doesn't bo- it doesn't bother me because of the way it's written. Uh the same I would say maybe about uh like Mr. Brownstone by Guns N' Roses. Yes. But to me, this song is just it, it just it almost sounds like it's it's literally, it's just about some dude that smokes pot and, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I you know, mama's going to worry. I've been a bad, bad boy. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no, you saying sorry. It's something I enjoy. You know, I've, I've, well, you know, I, I think I've said it all before. I, I've never, I've never been a drug user. So, so usually whenever, sometimes when a song is, is just too upfront with something like that it gets on my nerves and so lyrically i don't like this song you know and like he says on tri- tribute it's a number titled flying high so keep on smoking them joints yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah i mean so you know i just i don't care for that and um i said uh you know it's a great song i said what's wrong with me it's a crazy feeling i don't understand <laughs> maybe i've been a bad bad boy for yeah, saying this <laughs> but yeah i would say um I'll give it a six. Okay. <laughs> I mean, fine. I don't have any, I don't have numbers written. Okay. Just for anyone listening, if they think I formulated this, I didn't really formulate these numbers. So it's all on the fly. Um, but, uh, okay. Well, okay. So, so let me just say this because I think there's a lot of confusion about there, the whole drug thing. For, for rock and roll. It's one sure. thing I think, you know, cause like you talked about Alice in Chains and these other bands that sing about drugs. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways, what they're doing is, is they're singing about it to warn against doing it. Yeah, it's almost a warning. It's like, don't do what we've done type of thing. You know, it's drugs are bad. 
and they, they give you these references that, that you can kind of follow and understand that they're saying they're not glorifying it per se. Whereas yeah. Ozzy on this song is it's like flying on, it's crazy, <laughs> pretty, blah, blah, blah. Pretty, it's it's, it's yeah. more of this rebellious thing. I'm doing my drugs, shut up, don't don't bother me about it type of, type of uh, a theme. And it's like for me, it's 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 not anything that is appealing. Right? I, I can't listen to it and really enjoy that. Um, so yeah. it's a, but musically it's great. You know, yeah. it's the, the riff is yeah, 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 it is, and the solo is just fantastic. But you know, if I set the, the aside the, the content of the lyrics, then I, I could go with the seven point five. But uh, yeah, if, I mean, if it weren't for the solo, I would probably would have given it probably at least a five or six at, at most. Yeah, and I mean, and like I said, the production on this album is great. Uh, oh yeah, Max Max Norman, the, the guy who really, uh, you know, he he didn't get credit for producing the first one, but. He did a great job producing this album. It sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, I just it, it might be a better than a six. It might be a seven. But I just it's just it's just never worked. I just never been a fan of it. I don't if I'm listening like when I listen to uh, I have it on my phone. I mean, it's not like I don't have it on there. But when I was listening to this album, you know, over the last couple of weeks to get you know kind of you know just to write some notes and stuff i was every time this would come on after a while i got to where i just skipped it every time because i was like okay i've got enough for that i don't need to hear it again <laughs> so um no, okay if I could so just cut out the, the the if i could just hear the riff and then hear randy solo and not hear lift to listen to ozzy i think i would probably give it an eight <laughs> i'll say this too i don't really care too much i don't like the i don't like the um the melody in the verses yeah yeah I, I'm just not I, like yeah. I said. It's just not. It's yeah. So I'm gonna go. You know what? Six point five. That's as much as I'm giving it. <laughs> yeah, we're pushing the envelope now. I'll give it between a. That's between six and seven. So, okay. So the next song up is "You Can't Kill Rock and Roll." Rock and roll. Yep. Yeah, I said this song seems like a precursor to "Rock and Roll Rebel" from Bark at the Moon to me. Even though this is like a ballad, and "Rock and Roll Rebel" is a is a really awesome rocker um, lyrically. You know, he there's I, I wrote a couple of the the lines down, the you know, rock and roll is my religion and my law. That fits this theme of rock and roll rebel. You know, the the things they will do and the things they will say when they don't really understand. Fear of rejection, I need the protection, I'm making a stand. And then he, the, the the other I think my favorite line of the song, and it's this is a line that I've always I, I identify it with myself because I've just been a rocker for so long. I always says, I'm born to rock and roll. I'm here to stay. I love that line. <laughs> Yes. I love that line. Yes, but okay, so um the st- the song starts out with a real nice acoustic intro and Randy just has a way where I think kind of what with what Bumblefoot said, you know, certain things he did shouldn't have worked and they're just perfect. Um it's it's this is a, the, the intro to this song is it's one of those things where you can just close your eyes and get lost in it. Yes. Um and I like uh I like this because I wrote the songs. This sounds like a song about people treating Ozzy with some disdain because of who he is and what he does. And they don't even really know what he's, what they're talking about. You know, it's, and I always, I think this isn't my favorite song either, but I've always been able to identify with that. Like uh, there's, I've been listening to bark at the moon a lot recently too. And um, I don't know if you're how familiar you are with the song. You're no different. And that song I've always identified with that just because, you know, as a rocker in, in, uh, you know, junior high and high school, you know, you're, you're kind of a, you're a little more of a, you're more of a cast off to people than you are. So I've always been able to identify with some of these lyrics that Bob Daisley wrote for Ozzy. <laughs> I, I hate saying Ozzy wrote them, but you know, um, 
yeah, I've always uh, he let's see here. Uh, he I love the lines where he states rock and roll is my religion, won't ever change. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's strange you can't kill rock and roll. It's here to stay. I mean, I just I love those lines of the song because it's just because I love rock and roll. <laughs> you know, it just yeah, yeah. It, it, it it's 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 really. Uh, it's kind of a, uh, this is a good anthem. You know, you can't kill rock and roll. Even though Gene Simmons said rock and roll was dead recently, I got news for him. <laughs> this song supersedes his opinion about his that. Opinion, so. yeah. um, let's see here. Uh, and the uh, the solo on this song where uh, it's a, the song, uh, the solo fades out for a really long time in this song. And um, I wish it wasn't cut out. I wish that we could hear this extended solo. Um I did a little uh, the other night. I was listening to it, and I started realizing the solo. The, the, the each of these songs has really long fade outs. Like they had enough room for a whole other song oh, yeah. with all the. So I, I didn't mention this yet, but "Flying High Again" has a fade out for forty seconds. It starts fading for forty seconds. You can't kill rock and roll. <laughs> Seventy-five second fade. <laughs> like from from the moment you hear the music, just start going down a little bit. It's like he just. You know, but it's cool. To, I'm, I'm glad that it's there because you can hear Randy play all that time. So, um, yeah, well, it gives um, him a space to really go off, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think, I think this song, I didn't talk as much about the music on this song. I think I, I focused a little more on the, on the, uh, on the uh, lyrics and everything, yeah, but, but, um, I love this song, even though it's not my favorite on the album. I'd say it's about a 7.5 or an 8. So, okay. I'm cool. generous with my numbers more than you are. So, what yeah, do you Mr. think of six or flying high again? Sure you are. <laughs> what do you think of you can't kill rock and roll, Mark? Uh, okay, well, rocking acoustic intro seems out of character for the type of album this is. Uh, one thing I just I just want to emphasize the fact that I think that Randy is exceptional in the way that he combines acoustic and electric guitars. Yes, so, yes, he does such a brilliant job with this song in that way. I think there was less of that on Blizzard. Whereas on this song, it's all over the album. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm listening, particularly when I heard this song the first time, some years back, uh, it was like, what? You know, the whole acoustic thing kind of threw me off a little bit. And then the more I listened to the song, I realized how brilliant it is, the way that he combines all these instruments. So what he's done, what he's doing basically is he's taking the, the acoustic guitar and during the verses, he's kind of keeping it soft and dynamically low. And then when the chorus kicks in, he's, he puts in really rocking uh, electric guitars and it really pounds on the uh, those, those words that the audience is singing at that point in time, it just mm -hmm. really makes the song work. I think. Um, so you find that this verse and chorus alternate with the acoustic and electric. That's a great contrast. Ozzy does a good job of the lyrics here. I think he does exceptional with this. And so when, he's, when he interplays with what Randy's doing, it just comes off as being really, really good. I mean, I think it really works in this song. The song really flows in a good way. I love the lick and the chorus and the ring seems to excel so much. I mean, just the way that he, he pounds on the rhythm there. I mean, the guy is is exceptional both, and this is pretty rare, by the way, he's very good at both rhythm and beat. And he's not just you know, overweighted one one or the other. You can always tell when he's playing. And it's just nobody else can play like that. It's just so, so beautiful. Guy. I yeah, like he's, very, he's very well-rounded. He very is very well-rounded, and he knows what he's doing in all arenas. You know, with yeah. Lead or with just such, such good stuff. I do yeah. like the bass playing on the song very much. I, I really put an ear to that in this song quite a bit. And I think Bob is really um, yes. understated on this whole thing because I think he deserves a lot, deserves a lot more credit. Him and the, what's the guys, I can't think of the name. Lee Kerslake. Lee Kerslake. I mean, it's such, such good stuff. 
and they deserve a lot of recognition for what they're doing with Randy. Um, it's, he does a really good job, especially during Randy's solo. Solo itself, yeah, is, yeah, it, the solo itself is really good, but I think the song overshadows it a little. Um, it seems like it's it's less prominent than it would be on other songs, but that's not a bad thing. You don't have to necessarily blow out the barn doors every every song, with the, right? Um, you know, like, unlike Malmsteen. But, <laughs> but like in this song here, he's it's very within the context of the song. He does a few legs and he comes back out again and he goes back and it's, it's still really well done. And that, I, I have no, no complaint about that. The outro licks, by the way, are awesome. You know, like you were saying about it's seventy five seconds of fade out. He's, yeah. he's taking advantage of that and he's ripping it. Um, oh yeah, there's some really cool sounds that he does really with really the, cool on the soloing. He does with, on the solo stuff. But the acoustic is still going on in the background, and all of these all these different instruments are in the interplay. It always makes me wonder, though, what did he? I'd have to look this up, but I don't know how he handled this. Like, say, in the live context, I guess the whole acoustic thing is just replaced with an electric. He just tries to do the best he can with what we can. I just, with the I wonder how much. I don't. I was thinking this. That's a question I was. I haven't really looked it up, but I wonder how much some of these songs were actually ever played live. Yeah, that's that's my question. I, I don't know. That's. It could be because I know certain bands. What they'll do is they'll say, "Okay, we know certain songs are just not playable live, but that's okay, you know, because we really wanted to make the song because it sounds really good, and that's fine, you know." And I think this is an example of making like those songs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great song, and I think it probably deserves more recognition than it gets. Uh, okay. I think Ozzy's yeah. lyrics and everything is just really good. So I also give this a seven point five out of ten. Seven point five. You're generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. Uh, yeah, it really is. It really is. Okay, so I think, let's see, I took that one first, or did you take that one first? No, I took second. I took this one. Okay, so you're taking, <clears throat> so up next is Believer. Believer, yes. Okay, Tell so. me, tell me. <laughs> oh, man, I'm anxious to know what you think about this one. Okay. Okay, so, for a change of scene, we have a song that begins with a bass line that sets the foundation for a classic. Okay. I absolutely love the tone that Bob gets here. It sounds something like a big muff on the on the bass. Uh-huh. Play, I don't know what that reference is, but uh, it's it's the perfect amount of distortion and fuzz on the bass. Where he comes in, I got gotcha. boom, 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 and it's it's so beautiful. I mean, I love that. Uh, so one of the things I love about particular some songs in rock is when the bass starts the song with a riff. Yeah, it's just so good. And so this song really. It just endeared itself to me when it's when it started that way. That's um, why you like Crazy Train so much. Huh? Crazy Train, I mean, all of it is just so so great, so well done. Yeah. Um, so the end, Randy comes in with the intro leg. I want to say something here, so bear with me. He comes in with the intro leg that probably sounds the most Sabbathy that I have ever heard from. It sounds awesome. Yeah. It's a very Sabbathy riff, and. It's a, probably the closest that I've ever heard Ozzy in a solo career, at least with Randy, getting closer to that type of sound. Not that's a bad thing. I think it's awesome. The yeah, riff is okay. timeless. Yeah. It's always made me want to grab my guitar in the past. Um, yeah. The tribute version was equally great. And again, I have trouble deciding which version is best, whether it's this, this one or it's on tribute. Um, right, right. The verse licks that Randy does, I absolutely love. It matches the riff perfectly while complimenting Ozzy's lyrics to perfection. I mean, where it, you know, he's coming in, da, 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 da. you know, he's done that, he does that lick while Ozzy's singing on it, it's just, oh my gosh, it's, I love it. Um, there's just nothing wrong with that thought. The section before the bridge is classic Randy, with him laying down a series, a serious, 
set of blistering rhythm figures after an arpeggiated section before he's on his solo. Um, it's just wow. And it's similar to what he does like with other songs. He'll do like a, a kind of a quiet, dynamically soft, arpeggiated type of section. He has more classically inspired chords. And he kind of does that here, but it works really, really well. Uh, he, the additions he does like this are magnificent. Every song is enhanced by their inclusion. It's just so, so, so beautiful. The solo that okay. falls does not disappoint. I think it's one of the best in the album. You know, it has common elements with other solos. So it has some similarity to, say, Crazy Train, uh, maybe a little bit of Mr. Crowley. It's, but it's still, it still it works in the context of the song. The over-the-top blues licks, among, along with the run of the fretboard, it's just, oh, wow. It's just, yeah, only he can do stuff like that. It just sounds it's as great as that. He then bookends the section with those same rhythm licks that started it and return to the verse and make it. I would say this is one of the best off of the album, even though I wasn't aware of this tune before I bought Tribute. I remember saying, how did I miss this? So okay. this song is just so, so beautiful. So beautifully done. I just think it's one of the best. So I'm giving this one an eight out of ten. Okay, okay, that's 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 pretty high praise for you then. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's really um, the fade out. You mentioned the, the I want to say the there's a 40 second fade out on this song. Okay. So so between the last three songs, there's a hundred and like a hundred and over two minutes of fading. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. 150, almost three minutes. Almost three minutes of 55, fade. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Exactly. Um, Okay, it starts out like you said. It starts out with that that bass line, which is really it's cool sound. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, wh- what what I love about about the bass line starting is you know the way Randy accents while he's playing. He's like he just has that little scream of the guitar. Like, yes, just yes. oh, yes. I mean, I love. Yes. I absolutely yeah, I love That's that. It's a famous Randyism that I love. So he does the same thing on the tribute. What do you what do you call the way he's doing that? That just that real high piercing. What do you so call what he's that? doing? He's, it's called artificial harmonics. So okay. he's hitting like a note and he hits this really high thing and he, he then he hits the bar of the guitar and does the shake. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah. What, what did you call that? Uh, you call that? Um... It's an artificial harmonic. No, but, but what what was it you you referred to on the last episode when I asked you was uh um. When you when you hold a note and you bit you know you you wiggle it or whatever what do you call that oh vibrato vibrato yeah I think there's he yeah I like that yeah yeah that's awesome okay I said uh there's a real nice groove when the drums come in you know you know boom boom and the the drummer just comes boom. in with that with that beat yeah and, yes. um now this I don't think this would have been a good album opener opener um because I think when you're starting an album out you need something higher energy. That, a lot higher energy and this song i think this is a um i think it's a, it's in a perfect spot the only thing i think you could have maybe done with this is move it up, maybe up one instead of but i think it came perfect after after you can't kill rock and roll you know you have a nice little fade out and then this comes in um well the riff that this is going to really sound weird after what i said on the last <laughs> episode yeah. the the riff that randy comes in like you said it's very sad with it don on no 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 for some reason, I, I have no idea why. It's it, it sounds like a slower. It reminds me of a, if if you slowed down. God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. You're going to laugh. <laughs> it reminds me of if you slowed down the riff on No Bone Movies a little bit. Huh. You know that don't no 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 no. If the, like this one, if you, this would just it's like I don't know. It just for some reason I time together a tiny bit. Except I hate no bone movies, and I love this song. I mean, I love this song, dude. Um, 
Ozzy comes in and his vocals sound awesome. I mean, yes. he's yes. every everything about one, you know, once he starts singing, everything about this song is awesome. I mean, right at that point. I mean, you Yes. Yes. And the the lyrics are great. The lyrics I sound agree. awesome. Yep. Uh, I, I love the, I love the part the line. You know, I'm 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 a lyrics guy, and I to a degree, I love it when he says, "Um, um, you've got to believe in yourself, or no one will believe, believe in, you. in you." Yes, yes. Uh, I love. I, you know, I like lines like Honestly, that. It's a great message in the song. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and and what's cool about that line too when he sings it is he's double tracked. Mm-hmm. You got yes. to believe. Oh, it sounds so great. Yeah. Let's yes. let's harmonize. <laughs> um, let's not do that to them. Please. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. We don't want people to turn it off right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and I love the part too when he's singing when he says, "I can't believe they stop and stare." Yeah. Oh gosh, I mean I was no, listening yeah, that, to that's this the bridge part there. That's yeah. So yes. there are arpeggiated section that's what he says in that section. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I said, I said at, at that point, this song does not let up. And when you think it just can't get better, it keeps going. And then Randy comes up with the solo, man. And he's just firing up the fretboard. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, he just wails on it. And I mean, and, and, and the way he does it on uh, tribute is equally <laughs> really, really awesome too. Um, now I'm, and I said, this is the last thing I said. I said, to say this isn't my favorite song on the album almost sounds like a tragedy after what I just said. Cause <laughs> I mean, this song, a 10. I love, love this song. I love it. And you know what? I used to not love this song cause I, it wasn't, you know, upbeat enough for, and man, but I was listening to it re- just when I was listening to it recently for this album and just, you know, you really kind of listening a little hard. I was just like, Oh my gosh, this song is so good. I mean, so yeah. good. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say something controversial, but bear with me. Oh, boy. And I hate to say this, but I'll I'll go ahead and mention something. So if I listen to, like, Ozzy's stuff with J.P. Lee and Zach Wilde and other other albums, and Iron Maiden and some of the other 80s great bands. You better not throw Iron Maiden under the bus. You do know the name (laughs) of my podcast has Iron Maiden in it, right? I know, I know, I know. Committing sacrilege. uh, Oh, boy. I, I think... One of the things that really bothers me about some of the, even some of the really good stuff, and I can probably help Van Halen, some of the bands I love too, into this mix, is because yeah. I've noticed that a lot of the stuff when they write these rock, hard rock and songs, they have a tendency to fall into the same tempo trap. So it's, sure. it's they come in, it's always okay. Every song has a really, really fast intensity, blah, 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 blah. And you get sort of um, mental fatigue over that, right? Yeah. And so after a while, you just go, oh my gosh, you know, I just need a break. I yeah, think this song represents that kind of, of change in dynamics as well as tempo. So it, what Randy and Ozzy do here is they slow it down and they sort of take a step back but make a what's what I call a slow burn classic where it's yes. not over the top in tempo, but it's it's mediocre tempo, keeping it within reason, but having sort of a plotting rhythm that really makes a song breathe. You know what I mean? I mean, you, yeah. can do, you can do a lot of good stuff with up-tempo songs. Now, I'm not knocking them because I love them. But, sure. But when you take a step back and take a more of a, dare I say, Sabbath-y type of, uh, of tempo, you can do great things with that, too. And I think this song shows that clearly. Yes, it's not, oh, as, high, yeah. it's, it's not as high intensity as, you know, as, as Over the Mountain, no doubt. But it's, sure. it's, it has its own beauty about it, its own magic. And I think it's, it's a mark of a good songwriter and composer to be able to do these different tempo types of formats and still create a great song. And I think this is what this is because Randy understands that fundamentally 
that you can't everything can be dialed up to 11 as far as tempo all the time and have yeah. everything be, be beautiful all the time. It's not going to be that way. You need these changes in tempos and dynamics. That's what makes oh, it a yeah. great, great album. So this, oh, this yeah. song is such a classic, and it's just no doubt about it. I, I agree with you everything you just said. We all yeah, agree. It's, I love <laughs> it. I didn't know it. if yeah, you would because I was thinking this song would be like one of the songs you would not like, kind of like what you were saying initially. You were saying, ah, you know, it's not as good high intensity as other songs. I wasn't a big fan. But now you understand it, right? Now you, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've always liked this song, but I guess with age, I've liked it a lot more. A lot more. And, exactly. you know, I mean, and it's just like you say everything about it, like, you got the the you know that and and the and the bass riff it's not it's not too fast it's just and then and then I mean Randy comes in immediately and it's like holy crap we got awesome bass <laughs> awesome guitar you know soloing yes. type of stuff on top of it then the drums just just Killing. drive in and it's just yes. like oh my gosh it's it really is it's it's almost like if you wanted to say. I wonder what a Black Sabbath song would have sound like if Randy wrote it. There you go. <laughs> there it is. You know, right I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's the song, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, it's, it's great. And you know, Ozzy, Ozzy should feel good because he didn't say no to it right? because he could have thought, "Nah, it's too much like Sabbath. I can't do that." But no, he said, "I'll do it. It's no big deal." And so it, it works so well. Yeah. So I agree with you on this one. This oh yeah, great, great yeah. Okay, well, we're gonna go from no a controversy great- there. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of The Zone. And that none of the opinions expressed here were too offensive for you. You never can tell in today's society. <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned for side two of Diary of a Madman, which will be coming to you soon. Oh, yeah. Just before I go. This is Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, and I've been wanting to get back to this a little bit, but I'm not the smartest man in the world. Okay, if you love Iron Maiden and you would like to tell your story of how you got into the band or, you know, and whatever goes along with that, please email me at ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com and either send me your story or let me know if you'd be interested in telling it on the show. And if you want to do that, we'll figure it all out and get it going. So thank you for listening. And from Mark and myself, good night. And of course, God bless Randy Rhodes. (laughs) 